Hey peeps, it's me, Christine, and I want to share with you a game-changing product that has improved my sleep and daily health. So let's dive in. You all know through my journey, I have struggled with sleep, being afraid of it, not getting quality sleep, and not being able to regulate my temperature throughout the night. I definitely learned the hard way, but sleep matters big time. It's when your muscles repair, your brain detoxes, and your body can work on cellular renewal. We just can't afford to miss out on an adequate amount of high-quality sleep, which is kind of hard when you have a rare disease. There's not much that I control in this real life, but one of the easiest and most effective ways to get better sleep every single night is through temperature regulation. Studies actually prove cooler temperatures lead to a deeper, more restful sleep, and that insomniacs actually lack this natural drop in core body temperature, which is what keeps them up at night. Personally, I run hot. This means that even if my room is super cold, I wake up in a pool of sweat, uncomfortable, changing my clothes several times throughout the night. It's frustrating for obvious reasons, and this is why I was so relieved to discover this transformative products from Chili. The Cube from Chili Sleep is a system that fits right over the top of your mattress and uses water to control the temperature of your bed, which helps lower your internal temperature and triggers deeper, relaxing sleep. Since water has 30 times more thermal conductivity than air, these systems are a lot more effective than just cranking up the AC. I mean, I keep my house at 65, so it has to be true. Ever since I started using the Cube system, I've noticed I fall asleep a lot faster, sleep deeper, and wake up feeling fully rested. (laughs) Now, my wife is not a polar bear like me and likes to sleep a little bit warmer, so I love that we can each have our own temperatures on either side of the bed. Chili products can range between 55 and 115 degrees. Right now, Chili is offering my audience a really great deal. When you go to chilisleep.com backslash findyourrare20, you get 20% off the Cube All Sleep Systems with Find Your Rare 20. Sleep is something we could all use more of, and we can all take small steps towards getting better sleep to improve our life in big ways. I hope you'll check out the Chili Sleep System and see why I love their product so much. Hey peeps, we're back for another week of Because We Are Strong, where through other people's stories, we try to raise awareness and bridge the gap between rare disease, chronic illness, and the rest of the world. This week, we're sitting down with Lindsay, a mother of three-year-old twins, Logan and Luna. Ever since birth, her son Logan has had some issues and started therapy at six months of age. He has several diagnoses as well as a variant of unknown significance on the USP9X gene. We're excited to sit down with Lindsay and hear their story. I'm your host, Teresa. And I'm Christine. So let's dive in. This is the Because We're Strong podcast, where we sit down every week to get your stories and insight on how to navigate this rare life. You can expect everything real and raw in the hopes that your story, along with ours, helps another person who is dealing with a similar rare struggle. So grab your favorite drink, a comfy blanket, and buckle in, because rare disease isn't for the faint of heart. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So when I was kind of diving into everything, looking at your story, and I started researching USP and no, USP9X. I always get tripped up on this for some reason. Ooh, I just rubbed off on you. 
It's kind of hard to say. I know. My gosh, it is. It's a for some reason. I don't know why. But I was looking into it and I couldn't really find much information. So I'm excited to hear about it from you. Could you first tell our listeners what issues Logan was having when he was a newborn and what prompted you to get genetic testing? Yeah. Um, both the twin, the twins are premature at 33 weeks. Um, and he came home on oxygen and he, um, got first diagnosed with something called plagiocephaly, which is a flat head. So he had to wear a helmet and he couldn't lift his head very well. So we decided to get into physical therapy, um, at six months old and throughout the years, um, he next to his twin sister, Luna, wasn't, um, meeting his milestones like his sister was. His sister was meeting all the regular baby toddler milestones and he was getting further and further behind. So when Logan wasn't meeting his milestones, we um, started seeing a lot of doctors seeing why he wasn't meeting his milestones like his twin sister. And they gave him diagnosis of autism um, at two. And a little after that, he got diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And a lot of it just didn't sit well with us. Why was he having these issues and his twin sister wasn't? And a lot of doctors were looking and saying, yeah, he has some autism um, symptoms, some cerebral palsy symptoms, but we're not totally sure if that's it. All of his MRIs came back clear, so we couldn't just sit with the unknown. So we finally met with a geneticist. Um, The first year we did, all our tests came back normal. Nothing was a red flag. We tried to get another year to different tests and he got the variant of unknown significance on his USP9X gene. Um, We just were trying to figure out more answers so we could go forward instead of backwards. So I have first a baseline question and then, you know, kind of a two-part question. Um, My baseline question is, are the twins like your firstborn children? Yep, and they're my only children. Okay, so I asked that to say your new mom, and so you've got that you're going through pregnancy for the first time. So the first part of my question is, was there anything kind of atypical about your pregnancy? And then my second question would have been, if you didn't have Luna to kind of look at, do you think it would have like impacted how you went about lo- like? getting Logan's diagnosis, if that makes sense? Yeah. um, There, we, when we found out we were having twins, we were absolutely flabbergasted. There's no twins in any of our families. So we, we just started laughing. Um, And everything was like completely normal, to be honest. There weren't any really red flags until I hit my 32 week. And I literally saw a movie with my mom before went to my doctor and they're like, you have high blood pressure. You have protein in your urine. We're going to admit you to the hospital. We don't know when you're going to have the twins, but it's going to be soon. And a week later I had, um, a C-section and they were born at 33 weeks. Um, and then the other part of your question, you know, probably if Luna wasn't in the picture, I'd probably just be like, Oh, He's just at his own speed. There's probably nothing wrong. So, I mean, obviously, twins were always a blessing in my opinion. Um, 
although I haven't obviously carried twins, so I, I, I don't know about that much, but um, I always said I wanted twins because then anyway, not the point. It really truly was like almost like a blessing in disguise or something the universe knew you needed to maybe get an earlier diagnosis for Logan. I totally agree. Um, you, I feel like you always get what you don't expect or what's hard, you know? You never get what you like want but what you need. And I feel like I needed the the twins. Um, I'm also a super duper like planner OCD personality and planning his doctor's appointments and all of that. I feel like it blessed me in that way too. Like, okay, I can keep all of his things straight and having both of them has just blessed our lives. I definitely needed them. (laughs) I kind of just love what you said though about like drawing in some of like like, if you weren't so OCD and planning, like, it would be more difficult for you to manage, like, the appointments. I love how you kind of, like, made that parallel, like, overall. That was just cool. Yeah. I'm definitely a planner, and it really it really benefits our family. <laughs> Could you describe for our listeners what it's like to have a child that has something that so little is known about? It is so hard. We kind of... When we didn't get any red flags on his first genetic test, I was like, this kid is rare. And when, as soon as I heard about USP9X, I was like, I want to know everything about it. I want to meet everybody about it. That literally rolls off your tongue. (laughs) USP9X. And I'm like stumbling over it every time I read it. I'm so impressed. Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, But it is... It was really hard. And the most, I think the hardest thing is trying like to research and to learn more and to figure out more um, while also trying to balance a typical child and give her all that she needs as well and just trying to balance that. Yeah. I mean, I think you parents are like superheroes. I cannot manage my own self. So like keeping the teeny humans alive on a good day is really hard. So you guys are definitely everyday heroes. Um, so I have a question. We had someone on the show with um, a mutation on USP7 um, who also had um, symptoms that were early on related to like autism. And do you know or have you like seen any crossover between USP9X and USP7? And do your communities like intermingle in that ultra rare space? I haven't met or really know that much, to be completely honest uh, with you. There's a lot of research studies happening with mostly genes with autism. So there's probably research studies that combine like like we are part of a research study right now that is just linking all the genetics with autism. Um, but I don't know that much about it yet. Um, but that'd be fascinating to learn more about that. Well, we'll be sure to definitely connect you with um, that other ultra rare mama so that, you know, hey, you never know, right? Maybe you guys are the links. Totally. For sure. And it was so nice when as soon as I learned about USP9X, I was like, what Facebook groups are there? Who can I talk to? What is your kid doing five years from now so that we are prepared for whatever might throw away with Logan? Right, right. That totally makes sense. 
could you tell our listeners what a day in Logan's life looks like and what additional needs and therapy does he need? Yeah. Um, he is the busiest uh, three-and-a-half-year-old I know. Um, he has two to four hours of therapy a day. Um, mostly it is ABA therapy, which is Applied Behavioral Analysis. Um, it helps... That's good therapy. Um, it's amazing. It's really good. Um, we had it for a little bit. We took a break, and now we're back, and we are so happy that we um, are doing that. Um, and right now, with finding out the variant of unknown significance on for the USB9X gene, we a lot of people have heart issues and could possibly have seizures. So, And he's dealing with some health issues right now, so we... On top of his therapy, um, we are getting t- more and more testing done um, with that. And then he's also in physical therapy um, an hour a week as well. So are they, when it comes to this gene and, you know, all of the different things that he has to do and that you have to manage, what are they telling you? Like, are they giving you an idea of what his life is going to look like? Are they giving you an idea how he's going to progress or is it kind of just like we're going to wait and see what happens? Pretty much we are just waiting and seeing what happens. Um, We have an amazing doctor in our life that pretty much told me this week that we could be out of the woods for right now, like on seizures and whatnot, but the brain is always developing. So that could always, you know, five years from now, that could change again and do more testing. Um, and since USP9X is so rare and only so many people, I look to the people who have older children and are dealing with these same situations and ask and seeing what are your kids doing, but no doctors can really tell us. They can just, Hey, um, you may want to get an echo cardiogram done because people with this, um, gene related disorder, um, have problems with their hearts, get an EEG because these kids have, these kids might have seizures. So it's just mostly like get all your testing done so you can help prepare yourself and, um, make sure you stop it in its tracks or help Logan any way he can. Wow. That has to be very difficult for you as a mother. Very, um, it's been hard. Um, definitely hard. Um, but I surprise myself all the time about how okay I am or how positive, um, because all I want to do is help my son. So whatever I got to do, um, to help him, what tests, you know, and we're kind of in this balance of what tests do we get done that might, um, traumatize him but getting the answers that we need and we're in this boat and we're trying not to tip it. So it's really hard. Teresa and I talk a lot about um, medical trauma and, you know, I, I think about what I have gone through in since 27 and like the medical trauma in that short amount of time from 27 to 32. And, you know, what will that look like for Owen? Um, What will that look like for Logan? You know, and, Um, it's scary. It's, you know, to think that we don't really have those like answers of what that medical trauma truly looks like for these kids. 
Totally. It is, it's, it's so frightening. And he's getting old enough where, like, he's going to the doctor now, and you can tell he's nervous. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my three and a half year old, I haven't gone through this. And he's gone through more things than I have in my 29 years of life. <laughs> then, you know, I'm like, I just feel so bad. Like, it's so hard for them and trying. It's so hard to witness. It is. It's like what three and a half year old should be that afraid. And it's trying to comfort him. Yeah, like I've I've shared before um, with a couple people that Owen, it was was one thing like PTSD. I always wondered, like, is that going to be something that affects him? Am I being dramatic? Um, But like you said, getting nervous. If anything slightly resembles a hospital, I'll have to drag Owen in, in there. Like we went to a basketball gym and all the walls were white in the hallway and I had to drag him kicking and screaming. And then once he realized we were at a gym, he was okay. But I was just like, wow, what like that is real for him. <laughs> right. And what is that going to look like so many years, right? They have their whole they have their life ahead of them, and we don't know what that's going to look like in five, ten years. And I sound like a broken record, but trauma is a nervous system response. So it like becomes embedded and imprinted into, like literally into your like nervous system, um, and it becomes a you know a fight or flight reaction. Like when those triggers are are triggered. Um, when it comes to USP nine X. And Logan's maintenance, are there any forms of treatment that they're able to offer him, even just to keep him comfortable? Um, It's mostly just the developmental delays um, that he has. Um, And we are just so brand new to this, too, that maybe once we get these new testings done that we're getting, you know, soon, that they will give us more... um, answers but aba and physical therapy are his best um bets for him um he has low muscle tone as well um hypermobility um so his physical therapy is really helping him strengthen his muscles strengthen his core so he can walk run um jump and get stronger and then the aba just helps him on his skills which is pretty awesome he has um made strides in his development it's been amazing to watch that's so awesome could um you tell us how connecting with families uh who have this gene abnormality has been i know you know we were talking earlier before we start recording and it's not something that is well known or a lot of people have so how has that been for you trying to connect with other families it's actually been pretty great the one facebook page i'm a part of everyone's asking questions. People are answering your questions. Um, and I actually found a mom on Instagram who's friends with other special needs moms. So every time I like learn something new, I message her and I'm like, Hey, does your kid do this? Does your kid get these tests done? You know? And it's so nice connecting. And even in one of my Facebook groups, um, there is a researcher from Australia researching USP9X gene already. And it's just awesome that he will post in um, his articles and his research for all of us to read and to learn more. So I've been very, very lucky to know anybody with USP9X. So 
What would you say is next for you and your family? What are you hoping to accomplish by continuing to reach out to, you know, different um, people, organizations, um, and sharing your story, which can be such a vulnerable experience? I just want people to know that we are on this scary journey and it's not even over yet and not to be alone Um, and to advocate. That's what I always say. I'm advocating for my son because no one else will do it. So keep on fighting. If you're looking for answers, don't stop. Um, Just keep on trekking. Damn right. (laughs) I was waiting. I was waiting for it. I was like, where is it? Where is it? One more time for the moms in the back, please. Oh my gosh. I don't know why it's so hard for people to understand, you know, like who is, if we, if we, as their mother, aren't going to advocate for them, who is going to? Nothing changes if nothing changes. I've had to fight, like, oh, (laughs) I've had a battle. I feel like, um, sometimes when me and a doctor don't agree or I'm like, what about this? Do we need another test? Do we need an MRI? Yeah, it could. It's hard. It's really hard to put yourself in that vulnerability. But if you don't get that MRI, you may not know anything and it could get worse or, um, you know, we don't know. And we just got to keep advocating on the front of my planner. It says advocate, 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 because that's what I am as a mama. I'm going to advocate for my kid to get so he can have his best life. Exactly. Where can people find you to connect with you, um, whether it be about USP? Ah, you! I was so good all all you time, but USP, I did really good. So USPX, seventeen million. No, um, whether it be about the U, the USPX gene, or you know, just to uh, connect with you as a fellow rare mom. Yeah, um, Instagram is the best place to find me. I have a lot about Logan and genetics, and really our story. Um, it's Lynn's dot Kincaid. Um, is my and you don't worry, you don't have to spell it. I'm gonna link that right down in the show notes for all of you guys out there, as always. Perfect. That's awesome. I think you know, obviously, because your son has something so rare, it's not. It's going to be difficult to find a lot of people that have the exact same similar situation. But Christine and I have said so many times that just because you know. We're all in this community with different paths, but they definitely cross just with the sheer understanding of, you know, having to advocate or having to, you know, struggle or, you know, so I think what you're doing is amazing. I want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story. Um, It really takes bravery and guts to share your child, especially in, you know, today's world. It's not you don't always get the best response from people on social media. Um, so thank you for being brave enough to share him with us and come on here and let the whole world know about him. Thank you. Yeah, I feel if I was going through this alone, I would just look for someone that was going through it too. And I want to be that for somebody else. I want to be that person like, hey, you're not alone. I'm here for you. I've got your back. So I appreciate you letting me share our story. Of course. And as always, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in every week and learning with us, which in turn helps us bridge the gap. Until next time, live large and stay rare. Catch us next week for another episode. To continue the conversation about rare disease and all the unknowns that comes with it, join our Facebook group. Want even more rare? 
become a VRP member on Patreon and learn more about our stories or how to share yours by visiting bwspod.com.